Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good evening, TC, and welcome all to our weekly podcast, Terry Curran's A Current View, with the Oil of Hillsborough, Mr. Terry Curran. And if you're listening to the free first half on either Acast or Spotify, you can follow the links on our socials and access the full podcast via either Apple or become a Patreon, all the W's dot patreon.com forward slash SRB Media. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Curran View, on Facebook, The Curran View. Or join the group, which is over 3,000 members strong. Thank you so much for your support. It's greatly appreciated. Steady away, mate. Yeah, steady away. And um, I've just been watching Man United. They get knocked out of the... Uh, not knocked out. Uh, they've got to play a... A playoff another game. Another name get to keep in that... Europe, in February. In that Europe, yeah, in that Europa. And, uh, but they've got to play a team that's been knocked out of a... Champions, Champions League. Mm-hmm. And it drops down into the Europa League. But as a player, you know... Yeah. As a player, if you play for uh, any team, say yeah. if I play for Sheffield Wednesday and I get knocked out of cup and I get transferred to Everton yeah. uh, and they're still in the cup, I can't play in it. No, you're cup you cup Champions League, you know, it just shows you how corrupt these authorities are. It's crazy. I mean, they make the rules as they, as they go along and, and it is quite ridiculous how you can get knocked out of one cup competition and then have the safety net of falling into the Europa League playing in a playoff game, knocking out teams that are already qualified for the said competition, and you take their place at the table. I think what's it's that, so wrong. What's that saying? Rules for me, but Absolutely. not for me. Absolutely. It, it's it's crazy. It's a ridiculous scenario. And again, playing too many games, and they're creating more playoff games for the competition. The, 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 I'm not being funny when I say corrupt. I don't mean it in a in a in a nasty way. No, no, you don't. Because what I'm saying is, mm-hmm. is that they can make any rule they want to. Of course they can, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you just said that they're complaining about players playing too many games. Mm-hmm. Yet they keep adding games. Of course they do. Why? Why? What well, they're trying to, make, trying to make us think that we're. We're confused. Or there's wrong they're, just, with us. they're just trying to create more income, and, and that's what they do. They create more competitions. Yeah, I, I, you'll get the income with a TV. Mm. But you know when these when, when these teams yep. have already qualified and they play weekend team, do you think they're going to make any more money out of it from from club side of it? If they do, it's be very, very little. It's, well, it's I mean, they, they, they now have that luxury of if they drop out of the Champions League, they can compete in the Europa League. It's it's a team that finishes third. I think the team that finishes fourth are just out of Europe anyhow. But the team that finishes third drop down into the Europa League. But then why if they win the Europe... Why does clubs complain? Why does, you know, the FAs complain about yeah. players playing too many games? But they don't, do they? 
not oh, about they, they, you. They, they complain. No, never about but Europe. It feels as though it, yeah. you know, never about Europe. Fun. I mean, you yeah. had all the managers, you have all the players. They're all playing too much football. We've done they this don't. on the podcast for years now. They don't play as much domestic football as what they used to play. The problem is Europe and international games. That's the creation. That's why they play so many games. But you never, ever, ever, ever hear them having a go at European competition, playing too many games. It's you always never domestic. Will because, no. because it, you know, they, they are never wrong. You yeah. know, we're the ones what's wrong. Exactly. I told everybody 46 years ago, mm-hmm. maybe 47 years ago, yeah. about our coaching. Mm. I want our managers to be successful. People might criticise me. Uh, I think I'm a big mouth for for keep uh, repeating myself about it. And for the first time, I watched any. I don't know how many is on our side, but for the first time, I saw Glen Hoddle, Real Ferdinand, and um, Joe Cole. Mm. Now I take Joe Cole. Right, turn, they all turned around and said. Because uh, there was on about uh, Graham Potter at Chelsea now, yeah. and how well he's done. And they asked Potter about English coaching. He said, "Well, over, overseas, uh, they uh, they get they get laughed at English coach because it's about wearing your heart on your sleeve and you know long ball and all mm. that." Yeah. And they were they were comp- not complaining, but they were they were turning around to say, "Well, the, the, probably are right because we've had that." Perception and Glenn Hoddle turned around. Well, I hope people don't think that about me. Joe Cole for me could have been a really superstar player. Mm-hmm. And Joe's, I don't, you see, this is my saying in life. What I've what I've learned is um, it's a sin uh, to stay silent and say nothing. Absolutely. Joe Cole for me would have been and could have been an elite football mm-hmm. footballer, right? Uh, of Jose Mourinho. If you'd have played him as a number ten, uh, or let, let him play like 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 Messi, allow him to play in the positions like Messi plays. I'm not saying he's going to be as good as Messi, but he would have been an elite player. Yeah. Messi is a god; you can see that he's sort of mm. off a different planet. But Joe Cole would have been one of those who opened things up for our national team and the team who he played in. He said when he went and played in in France, if he gave the ball away once, they used to laugh. Typical English. Mm. I was telling people about this for years. I played in Sweden, mm. right? They used to say to me, like some other players when I was playing, used to say to me, show me how you do that. Yeah. Right? I didn't have to play third division football. Mm. I'd had enough of all the crap. Mm. Right? And if I'd have known, and I wanted to play for Sheffield Wednesday, and I don't regret playing for Sheffield Wednesday, but if I'd have known Jack were going to play that way, I, w- I would have gone. I mean, Chrissy, what But I was banging one? my head against the brick wall. Mm. With, you know, not for me. Yeah. For our game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Chrissy Waddle always said that, about when he went to play in uh, Marseille. And you listen to all of the players that went and played uh, abroad. So many fantastic experiences because the way that we play our game is completely different to the way the foreigners have always played the game. The Continentals have always played the game. I've been telling everybody, Gabby. Yeah, but in the early 1900s, Jimmy Hogan was the English coach that went over. Absolutely, yeah. And and couldn't really get a job in this country. He had to keep going over to Austria, to Ireland, to Germany. How can anybody justify this? How can anybody justify this? Uh, Hughes, Charles Hughes, 
Absolutely. He gets the A's job yeah, yeah. in football. It's incredible. Right? Mm. They let Bobby Moore, who won a World Cup and were captain of a World Cup, mm. go go down to teams like Oxford City yep. and South End. Mm. Instead of applying his trade at the highest level in our game. Yep. Right? Uh, and Bobby Chow was a bit different. Mm. Yeah, but he's always had, you know, a bit more respect. For some unknown reason, I don't know why. Right? Uh, but Man, Man United made him an ambassador. But I think that's only because of Fergie and them. Yeah. What appreciated that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, yeah, but we put something in charge of our national game. Mm. Right? What I hadn't got a clue. No, not, not, not a Scooby-Doo. Not a Scooby-Doo. What he was telling tell us, mm. us players, if you get the ball into the box, you've more chance of scoring a goal. Well, obviously. No shit, you are. Obviously, you've got a chance of scoring a goal. You've got a, score, a chance of scoring a goal once you kick off at three o'clock of it, eight o'clock to eight at night. Exactly. Right? But what you've got to do is try and create chances to score goals. Mm, yeah. Not just give the ball away and hope mm. and play percentage football. Right? You know, we, we've got on the court, we've got on courses, or we've set a, a, a philosophy up to follow. Mm. Don't be a follower, be a leader. Absolutely. Coach outside the box, play outside the box, but have discipline when you haven't got the ball You've got to help your team out. Yeah. Simple. But it's... made difficult by these clever coaches what know everything. They've got all the badges and how many fail. I told you last week, there's more there's more fail what's got the full badges like they've got than the ones that played at the highest level. Absolutely. Because the ones that play at the highest level in our in our, in our leagues practically go down to the bottom yeah. to start. If right? you, on it, continent, the great players start at the highest level. Yeah, they do, yeah. I know. They they put the cart before the horse in this country. Uh, it's run by idiots, and all they want is robots. Uh, some magic moments, TC, this week. What have you sourced for us? And I bet that we've got a couple that are uh, snap. I bet we haven't. I bet we have. Go on, what are you I bet we three? haven't. I bet we haven't. I bet we got one. I bet we haven't. Go on in. Wait, what's um, yours? Well, I watched... I watched a lot of the games uh, this weekend. Yeah. Uh, when I say a lot of the games, I've watched a few games and then I watched some highlights of other games. Yeah. Right. I'm going to try and pronounce his name right because I, I thought this what best goal at game uh, again. Plenty of goals, plenty excitement, and plenty of magic moments, as you know. Not only from players but goalkeepers. Yeah. You know, yeah. You always say that. You yep, know. You do. I think I could pronounce it. I'm going to try and pronounce his name if I can. Belongi Bidas. No, I've not got that. <laughs> he scored for Cardiff. Oh, the, the the boy, yeah, the boy that's on loan from Villa. Brilliant. Did you see the, did you see the goal? Yes, I did. Fantastic. Absolutely. I've shared it, yeah. Brilliant. Quality, Absolutely. won't it? Cam composed, clipped yeah. right to the top corner. And I'm, 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 watching, I'm watching Leeds United um, uh, under 23, because Tom and Jock are both Leeds fans. Yeah. Both Sheffield Wednesday fans when they were kids, but but when we once I started going to school with the mates because I lived up in Leeds, yep. they became Leeds fans. And I'm watching this thing, and I said to Tommy, "Why isn't this lad? Because they know more about Leeds than me." I said, "Why isn't this lad in in and around the team? Right? This right. like when did they play Liverpool? So, Saturday night. Uh, Saturday night. 
It must have been Thursday this when I was watching. Mm. He scored the winner. And what I saw of him, again, Ivan at people, he's a confidence little player. Let him express himself, but make sure that you understand how important it is when we haven't got the ball. Yeah. And the kid, I forget his name now, because it's the first time I've seen him play. Mm. But I'm watching this programme, this thing, Leeds United. If they win, they give you his name. Great little player. Great little player. Mm. You know, he scored the winner for Leeds. You know, and Leeds have been having it bad. But I thought they played quite well other night against uh, Liverpool. I know they were bad. Uh, yeah. One of them was a bad goal, mm. you know. But football's football. And the, the hardest thing is the mistakes that players make. And you see it week in and week out, don't you? Yeah, you do. Yeah, and, and Liverpool, I mean, it was at, at, for a lot of the games. So I, I didn't watch all of it, but I did watch a lot of it. And the bits that I saw, it was like, you know, shots in, really. Liverpool were camped around the Leeds box. But again, and similar to when they played against Crystal Palace and Zaha broke through and scored the goal, it, it was just one of them and, that Liverpool just couldn't score. Another Another one of my mates was a big Leeds fan and I worked with him up at Leeds coaching. I called yeah. him Dennis Oates as a goalkeeper. And Dennis said to me, what do I reckon to um, the goal? This was about a year and a half ago. Mm. I said, Dennis, listen to me. He's a goalkeeper. In. That's the most important. I, I, you know what, what I think about. Forget yeah. midfield, forget centre-forwards. Get that right first and then you can start. I would start them with my midfield before I even thought about my back four. Yeah. Right, because you've got to be able to, you've got to be able to midfield's got to be able to uh, liaise with the defence and the attack, mm-hmm. and that is defending and and um, cutting open the opposition. Yeah. And I said, and he said to me, ah, I said, well, let me tell you something, Dennis. He's the best you've ever had because I haven't seen Leeds have a great goalkeeper. Mm. I mean, Seaman weren't that great there. He, he went better when he played at Arsenal. Yeah. He was half decent. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and he said, ah, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Well, let me tell you, you know, if I were Man United, mm. I'd go buy him because wow. he's 21, 22, 23 at most, I think he is. And he's a hell of a goalkeeper. Hell of a goalkeeper. I, I can't pronounce yeah. it. But he's a hell of a goalkeeper. I don't, see, I don't watch Leeds that much. Mm. I only watch bits of them. Yeah. Come to me, Eddie. It will come into me, Eddie, in a bit. Well, we've got an hour for you to try and remember the Leeds goalkeeper. Um, have you got any more magic moments? No, that was not one. You know, you know me. I, yeah. I, I try and put the emphasis on on one person really. Yeah. And if I do, sometimes because it's that good, you know. But we see it every week. There's, there's Absolutely. Not that good, but I try to put one emphasis on one play if I can. And I've never picked a player out at Cardiff. Of anything, but I thought that was a great goal. Well, I've got uh, I've got three little magic moments here because there's been so much. It's been fantastic. Uh, Lucy Quinn's last minute winner for Birmingham City women against Sheffield United. A fabulous pass to her. She's took the ball it. out of, and I tell you, I tell you what, it is an absolute worldie. It's one of the best goals I've seen the score at St Andrews. So uh, well done, kid, and uh, a lad- even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Eight minute, well, last minute winner against Sheffield United. So, well done, girls. Uh, Gavin Hollihan for Grimsby against Hartlepool. What a strike. The ball's just fallen to him outside the box and he's just rolled the ankle outside of his right foot and just curled it in. But just such a nonchalant, just run onto it and he's just hit it with the outside of his foot and it's a fantastic goal. But Paul Smith's goal for Orient uh, the weekend. When I he saw got, that, that was uh, a great goal. He got knocked down. Uh, who did he remind you of when he got that ball on the left side he cut in, he attacked the players, it got brought down, it could have been a penalty. Referee wave play on, got up, ran a couple of players, stuck in the back of the net. Who did he remind you of? I'll I tell you, I, I, don't try, I'm not trying to compare him with him, but that goal, yeah. it's like what George Best would do. Yeah. Get knocked over, mm. not complain about it, <coughs> yeah. Gerald. That's how I would look at him as. Mm. Who, were you looking, who were you looking at him as? Robbo. I'm going to say to you. Robbo. Reminding me the way he took the ball, the way he, he, he attacked the defender, it just reminded me of Robbo. When he went down, he got but back a lot up. of players in our day would have got up, not oh, like they had all and begging for a penalty. But having said that, we've got to admit that Franny Lee and Rodney Mice were two, <laughs> two of the worst at it. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah. we can't complain about the continent. Well, they always say that, don't they? You know, didn't dive in our day. They actually did dive back in our day in the 70s. Millionaire. Millionaire. Who's that? A goalkeeper at least. Something like that. Yeah, he's, um, is he Spanish or French or something? He's only a young kid, but, um, you know. Great goalkeeper, you know. Yeah, I've, I've looked at him and I, I've thought sometimes he looks a bit small. He looks like he's just come out of school. No, he's, yeah, he doesn't look small. He's like Jock. He needs filling out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About yeah. six foot three, six foot four. Is he really that tall? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, have you got a cough as well? I've got one as well. I think oh, just, I've, just, <coughs> I've just done swallowed something, it's like stuck. I'm blind. No, I ain't got a cough. You okay? Yeah, I'm all fine, I'm fine, mate. Yeah, so uh, that that concludes. Paul Smith, his name is, he's, he's from Belfast. He he was um, playing for Linfield and he got a move to Queen's Park Rangers. I think he was only there for a couple of seasons at QPR and then um, he turns up at Orient. I don't know why he left QPR because if you remember about six weeks ago, I said, in my magic moment, have a look at this fella. His name's Paul Smith or Paul Smythe. He's flicked the ball up against Doncaster and he's kind of scissor kicked it into the top. Do you know why? Do you know why he left? left No. So no would have been an English coach. Yeah, probably. Or, you know, that player at Man United, that uh, Brazilian. What, one what Fred? Who? Oh, Anthony. Yeah, Anthony. we're going to be talking about Anthony right, right. Now, in a short while. 
He'll have done that in Holland, nothing said. Mm. You know when he does it in England? Yep. Everybody can't do that here. Why can't they do that here? Can you can you remember a kid called Ronaldo who played for Man United mm. as an 18-year-old that spent 12 million quid on him? Yep. Right? One-trick pony, said, won't I? Yeah, you know. Yeah. Anybody else would have got rid of Ronaldo, mm. but not Fergie. Yeah. We've got an obsession, right, of kick and run and where you're at on your sleeve. You oh, absolutely. Big and, and strong. Keep running. Big and strong. Keep running, lads. I, I give up. You know, I give up with I know. That. It's I incredible. You know, and I still want to do well. I still want to do well and be successful, me. Jabbing. I absolutely. Really do. Yeah, of course we do. I do. And yet, you know, it's, it's it's pathetic how they go on about things all the time. Absolutely. When topics topics of the week, we're going to be talking showboating. So a little bit later in the podcast, because I had a, a chat with Uday about the showboating, and then we yeah, got talking about the Mavericks, etc., etc. So we will be talking about that in a short while. Uh, Book Corner and Association with MyFootballBooks.com. Uh, Andy from MyFootballBooks.com always sends us a recommendation. And this week, it's from Ronnie Radford to Roger Osborne when the FA Cup really mattered in the 1970s by Matthew Eastley. I believe you done. It is. It's one of a trilogy. So I think it's either the 70s, 80s and the 90s or the 60s, the 70s or the 80s. Apologies because I'm not familiar with the trio, but the one that um, that Andy's recommended is from Ronnie Radford to Roger Osborne, and sadly Roger passed away some time ago, and uh, Ronnie Radford passed away yesterday. Well, it, it definitely, it definitely seventies. Oh no, that's the seventies. But he's, he's wrote three books. All right. About the FA Cup, when the FA Cup really mattered. And I can't remember if it was the 60s, 70s, the 80s, or the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s. I think it's 60s, no, 70s, it's, and 80s. No, it's 60s, 70s, 80s. Oh, I would have thought so. Yeah, I would have thought so. That's the paid, paid, uh, it, with Premier League, wasn't it? I, I, I think so. But as I say, I'm not sure. But it is one of a trilogy. And... Um, and he recommended that when he learnt of the uh, the passing of Ronnie Radford. Uh, goal of the season in 1972. What a goal, wasn't it? And what a what a giant killing uh, feat for Hereford knocking out Newcastle United. I can still see that. I can still see the fans come down to the field. I can still see yeah. how bad that pitch was to play on. It was awful, wasn't it? And I can, I can still see it in my head now. The, the Newcastle players, all the heads are down thinking, what has happened here? I know. Pat Howard, I'd done a Legends of the 70s podcast with Pat and we were talking. I said, happy anniversary, Pat. He said, thank you very much, Gab. I said, you don't know what it's happy anniversary about, do you? He said, no, not really. I said, it's, it was at the, the, the time it was, oh, I don't know, four, 40 years since that goal when Ronnie <laughs> Radford and um, uh, who was the other fella, George? Yeah, go on. Um, what was it? Eddie, Eddie George, was it? Ricky George. Ricky George. Yeah, when Ricky George. I mean, he's the one that's always forgotten. He scored the winner, and uh, and Ronnie Radford, and and Pat taught me through that goal. He said it flew over my head, and I thought that's going to be close. That is. 
<laughs> it went straight in the top corner. You know like what goalkeeper, you know the goalkeeper's name? Ian McFall. Yeah, Ian McFall. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I mean they were. Well done, that, I mean they were a good team. I liked Newcastle back in in them days. I like McDonald. In I fact, like I still like Newcastle now, mate. Yes, I mean, it's had no success. But I say I like Newcastle. Well, I do like the Newcastle, but yeah, yeah. they've got terrific fans. But like anybody else, when they're not winning, they, you know, they, they, a lot of them are moaners, and I get that. But mm. they're still fantastic support. Absolutely. Uh, eight, what was it? The fifteenth of August, nineteen seventy-two. That was the first game that I went to see Birmingham City play uh, with my dad, and it was against Newcastle United, and. Um, Willie or Ian McFall was the was the goalkeeper. Bob Latchford had three disallowed goals in the second half. So as a kid, I must have thought, blimey, look at all those goals going in here. This is great. I don't think Birmingham have scored so many since. And uh, second up, uh, Steve Perryman, a spur forever. My life, my lily white, um, my lily white and blue life with Adam Powley. We've just uh, released our podcast, Legends of the 70s, with Steve Perryman. What an absolute legend. What a top man. And Steve is in our Star of the 70s section again a little bit later in the podcast. So we'll talk about Steve a little bit later. And thirdly, a marriage made in football. The story of Graham and Jane Hawkins by Kirsty Hawkins. Kirsty's kindly sent me the book that she's written. Is that the manager at Wolves? Yeah, it is, yeah. Have you had any memories? Did he? He tried to sign me when I was uh, Sheffield United. Oh, right, okay. Did did you have any dealings? Before the Everton thing. Before the the Everton thing came about. Oh, okay. Did you consider, how did that come about to you? How was it made... uh, Common knowledge well, to well, you. I've been there long, but I told you, Reg really bought me. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was always an headache for for Porterfield. And yeah. even though we played, uh, you know, at Wednesday together. Yeah. Uh, and we got along. Uh, as a manager, he wants his own players, and he, he got Colin Morris there. Uh, he got Tony Tower, Tony Towers. Yeah. I don't know what was it? He got another one, a winger. Colin Morris. Okay. Colin Morris. Tony Towers. I've got another one. Anyway, it'll come to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and he were, I, I met him in manager's office at, uh, at Bramble Lane. Yeah. And he, he introduced me to him. He said, um, I made an offer for you. Would you fancy it? I ain't been there two minutes. Uh, but we were playing that night. And I just, well, I just said, I have a game to think about first. And that, and that was it. Uh, and then I put he pulled me in after the game. He said, I've been serious and made an offer for you. I said, well, sell me, Paul. You don't make a difference to me. Yeah. Just sell me. Don't make, I'm, I'm not interested in one little bit, what you do. Mm. And that's what I, them's the words that I use. Right? Uh, read, read them, I think Reg put a block on it. And then we had a couple of, uh, he left me out to a, a couple of games, I think. And I did, usually I would have gone into office and said, if you're not playing me, sell me. Yeah. And he just left it. Uh, and then he said to me, he said, uh, Evans coming for you. And I said, well, get me out of here as quick as you can. Mm. And that's that's how it came about. But when you said Graham Hawkins, blonde, blonde dead guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. 
So you but never met him, but you just no. Sadly, he passed away. Um, but it is the story of Graham and Jane Hawkins, a marriage made in football by uh, by their daughter-in-law, Kirsty Hawkins. So it looks as though it's going to be a fabulous read. Um, and she's kindly sent me the book, so I'm going to have a read of it, and I'm going to make a podcast with Kirsty uh, about Graham Hawkins and a wonderful book there, uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers player. And um, and manager Graham spent his life working in football, signed by Stan Cullis at Wolverhampton Wanderers, age 16. He played, scouted, and managed for his Boyle club. A life in football rarely allows loyalty to one team. He went to play for Preston North End, uh, Blackburn Rovers, and Port Vale. But uh, yeah, ever present Colossus, uh, Preston North End's captain. He was captain of Preston North End. So. Yeah, must have been a decent player. I don't really remember him. Probably a little bit really before my time, TC. But uh, looking forward to, uh, to reading that I can't that remember book. him playing, but I remember him being manager. Uh, yeah. And I met him a couple of times, like I said. I think he was there two seasons. I believe he took Wolves up. But, they were, um, they, 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 he weren't there long. And that Sammy, Sammy Chung, was it? Sammy Chung was another one, weren't there? Yeah, Sammy, Sammy would have been before because um, when Bill McGarry got attacked, <laughs> yeah, Sammy, yeah, Sammy. But he was, weren't there that long, was No, it? absolutely. Kenny Ibbitt was telling me about Sammy Chung because he was a coach and they all they all love Sammy. Bill McGarry yeah. was, um, well, hard work to, to, to say the least. He was hard work. He, ne- he never really talked to anybody, but, um, but Sammy Chung did and uh, the players really liked him but uh, book corner in association with myfootballbooks.com we always mention three books in our feature there steve perryman uh, a spur forever my lifetime my sorry my lily white and blue life with uh, adam Powley, a marriage made in football uh, the story of Graham and Jane Hawkins by Kirsty Hawkins, and from Ronnie Radford to Roger Osborne when the FA Cup really mattered, oh. 1970s by Matthew Eastley. Those are our three books yeah. this week, TC. So, so guys, go on to myfootballbooks.com, have a look. Andy promotes so many fabulous books. Books are out now, books that have been out in the past. And that when somebody, a player, has a birthday or sadly passed away and the date marks that date he'll put the book his autobiography i'm doing another podcast too next week with the gary edwards i've just got this book today summer of 63 revy's plan for Leeds united so i'm looking forward to having a, a dip into that book as well and i've just our most recent um Book Corner Extra Time podcast has come out today. Chris has been re- really working hard today. Uh, it's Alchemy by Christopher Hull. Christopher sent me um, the book with Brian Clough's time. Brian Clough and Peter Taylor, their time at Artley Pools United. So they sent me the book. I'll read it and then we make a podcast with them. So all from wherever you source your podcast, guys, just go and have a look at it, SRB Media. And there's another couple of podcasts out this week. Strange, strange but true. 19th of October, 1946, Barnet versus Tooton and Mitchum was the first match televised by the BBC. SRB Media. 